Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 165 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. And it's good to be in the studio with Kelvin again. Yes, yeah, we've had a few recently where we've been doing interviews and all that type of thing, which is all very exciting, but it is a little bit of a shame that me and Andy don't get quite so much face-to-face time. We don't get such love. good quality time together, do yeah, we? These no, days? But, but we're actually also busy. joined. We've got a special guest who isn't joining us on the microphone today, but is in the room. Yes, the disembodied voice you may hear in the background from time to time. Say hello, Mila. It won't, you're not mic'd up, so you won't be able to hear you, but say hello. Yeah. She sounds like a producer, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my producer's waving at me. Yeah, yeah. But no, so Mila's also in the room with her today, so she's got to listen to me and Andy, which are yeah. away once when we're recording it live, and then probably again when it goes up on the website. So like, poor, poor, poor Mila. Mila. Poor Mila. Yes. But we're going to be talking today um, about some of the really recent updates that Google have been making to their algorithm. Now, you probably um, have all heard about Panda, which was a kind of a big update that went on over most of last year and went through multiple revisions. But we've been seeing quite a lot of sort of big change in um, in Google's algorithm fairly recently. And it's been targeted largely at kind of... You've probably heard people talking about this over-optimization penalty. Um, mm. And it, basically, that's kind of where um, this is all connected. But I think over-optimization... It's a horrible word for two reasons. How can you over-optimise something? Optimise is making it as close to perfect as possible. So that it I doesn't work so, as, a, yes. as an idea anyway. O- over-gaming, is that a better way yeah, of Yeah, so it? basically, yeah, Google have been taking a more proactive stance upon the type of um, SEO and marketing strategies, which most people would call black hat, um, but certainly are kind of against the, the guidelines that Google have sort of laid out in terms of what they believe to be acceptable. Um, and that's kind of been happening in a, a couple of instances, but there was a kind of a big rollout of this like over the last week or so. And only yesterday, um, as we were recording this, um, was it given a, a, a name. Now, Google updates, there used to be a period where they were all named, then there was a period where they weren't, and then we kind of went through a period where there was pan, and Vince and kind of caffeine which wasn't an update but was given a name it was kind mm. of um, a rollout there and then you had Panda version 1 version 1.2 and all this type of thing but there's a brand new one it's called Google Penguin and um, I don't know quite where that name came from I think it was kind of voted on on Google Plus mm, kind of as Linux-y a spin yeah 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 Linuxy and I think also it'll give a very good whenever anyone talks about Google Panda at a search conference they always use the Kung Fu Panda picture mm. well now they're going to be using the Happy Feet picture um, to illustrate it but essentially it's a series of updates that have kind of combined together to really take on some of the slightly greyer maybe even black hat techniques that some search marketers are using now i don't think these are ever and 
I've, we've not seen any dramatic impact downward on any of our clients. We've actually seen some positive impact because some of the people who were spamming have now dropped out a bit. That's so interesting, yeah. they've improved. But just to kind of take you through sort of the two main areas, and this is kind of a bit of speculation at the moment because it's all still shaking out in terms of understanding entirely how it works. But the, the first stage was kind of going after blog networks. Um, now, blog networks, if you've not really come across them before, are essentially um, web sort of relationships and services that exist that allow you to purchase links for your website but they go on blog networks they're not kind of paid for links in the same way some some of them are kind of cooperative so you put in links and you get links out Mm. but essentially these were websites that existed purely um to generate links to other websites um and they were you know one of the the one that's kind of been most obvious within this fallout of changes was a web uh, a website called build my rank and they had you know hundreds of thousands of websites within their system um that allowed you to input within it and then generate links out from it do Uh, these sites have any proper content well they do but the content can either be um it's it's quality is generally very low so it's either Mm. kind of um the cheapest possible writer we can get who just about speaks english or in many cases and i think this is really why google came down on it quite so hard was it was using what was known as spun content so spun content is essentially where there is originally at some point in time a original article that's written Mm. um, but it goes through software to rewrite it so oh the problem is that you can't use the same article hundreds of times because Google can see that. So people go, well, how can I take this one 500-word article and turn it into 10, 15, 20, 100 different articles based on that original piece of writing that probably only cost a few quid? Surely software can't do a brilliant job. Well, it can't really from a kind of a real reader can see that this isn't real content. Because mm. essentially how it works is that they are more advanced than this, but... To kind of explain roughly how they work is you say, okay, so say the sentence is, um, the cat sat on the mat. Well, what it'll do is it'll go through a thesaurus and say, well, what's the alternative for mat? Well, maybe it's rug. Oh. So we'll now have the cat sat on the rug. And then it'll say, okay, well, let's put that through again. And then and the Felis Domesticus sat on the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Felis Domesticus <laughs> sat on the carpet and so on and so forth. And you get kind of all these spin-off variations that you've got there. And some of this software can be quite good. And actually, mm. there's some really interesting AI developments sort of going on in terms of machine-written content. Some of it is very good. But generally speaking, what we're talking about here are people who are trying to cut corners. And they're trying to cut corners and do this in a way that's just to get the content out there, get that link indexed, and you know, then hopefully improve their search rankings well there was a big big rollout now i think to be honest these links that were on these blog networks probably didn't really carry that much value with any at all um but people still continue to use them um, but what google did quite explicitly was they de-indexed all of the blog websites that um ha- that were part of this network so they were no longer in the google index now i think prior to that they probably weren't passing value so they weren't having a positive impact but mm. Nobody knew that. They didn't know whether or not. So they kind of erred on the side of caution and used them anyway. Now, Google made an explicit statement by removing these pages, these websites from the index. That's kind of a bit about as explicit as Google can get to say these links don't have any value. Um, We don't consider these pages worthy enough to be within our index. And, um, you know, so that kind of instantly um, build my rank closed down overnight. And there's a lot of other uh, blog networks, that public blog networks that people were using that got kind of affected by this. And a lot of sort of private blog networks that various SEO agencies maintain where they own a thousand websites of their own also kind of got caught in the the crossfire of this. So that was the first um, sort of main 
4A of, um, of this most recent update. Um, and there's been another kind of rollout a bit more recently. Um, and this is probably what is te- actually is Panda. I'm uh, sorry, is Penguin. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, it's really seems to have gone after websites that have been sort of over-optimizing their anchor text. Um, so when we've talked previously about link building, um, we always talk about the volume of links that you get, the quality of links that you get, the speed at which you get them, and kind of the words that people use to link to you. And the logic being that someone linking to you using your keyword is better than someone linking to you using the word click here or your brand name. Now, that logic makes a lot of sense until everyone who's doing these blog networks and buying links is all they're doing is linking to their page, which is kind of, I don't know, domain.com using the keywords like, um, you know, cheap flights when mm. their domain name is kelvinswebsite.com. Um, and what you found is that that was kind of distorting the algorithm. So what Google appear to have done is sort of turned that down a bit and, you know, potentially started to penalize websites that have too many links with just their anchor text so instead and this has kind of been you know our advice generally speaking is that you shouldn't only go after keyword rich anchor text you should kind of maybe where possible try and get some keyword rich anchor text but don't worry about getting branded anchor text or don't worry about getting um, links to you that say click here you want it to be natural and i i I think this is kind of my general perception is that I think more and more Google's algorithm is not looking at kind of absolute, so like absolutely how many links do you have or absolutely how much anchor text do you have. It's becoming a lot more relative. So it's a kind of actually who has the most links and the most quality compared to the average that everyone has and people who have weird outliers with really high results and lots of anchor text are considered weird and unusual so therefore shouldn't rank potentially so it's all still kind of shaking out at the moment and i think the general advice is if you've been following most white hat techniques you're probably okay but if you've tread if if you've been treading that sort of gray line where you've been using some of these seo tools that promise a link every day or you've been using a blog network where you just have to put in you know 300 words of crappy content and you know that you're going to get 20,000 links out of it. Well, 20,000, you know, 20 links out of it. Um, the, the days of that are sort of numbered pretty much. And we've always known this, but it, the, the evidence kind of suggested that although Google didn't like it, it sometimes worked. Um, I think now it doesn't work anymore. So there's a lot of people who've been hit really hard by this. I think most kind of reputable SEO agencies who rely on kind of more PR-based, um, you know, public relations, um, guest blogging, that type of thing, seem to have not really been affected quite as badly. But those who are using tools to generate links um, seem to have been hit pretty hard. I mean, a freelancer I know made the statement that he's kind of giving up SEO now to get a bar job, which, are, you know, is surprising, <laughs> you know. But, um, but it, it has genuinely hit some websites that hard that they've kind of having to close down. But... They should have known, you know, there, there's a risk. There was a great talk at Brighton SEO that we had recently um, from a guy called Stefan at PropellerNet, and he was talking about kind of black swans. But I think, and kind of the perception of risk, and too many people in um, the world of search marketing, particularly, um, don't really appreciate the risks of some of their tactics that they're doing and they'd rather try and um, take a risky approach that has a short term reward rather than think about the long game. Um, and I think. You know, we all. I, I think there's very rarely do Google do anything that surprises us, um, and I think all of us can anticipate what they want, which is to try and make their search engine as much like a user as possible. It does seem to me, Kelvin, that um, the sort of the band of okayness is getting narrower. I mean, should 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 web 
owners, I mean, web, web, website owners and SEOs be worried about this? Well, I think the, dang- the, the thing that's scariest about this is that it kind of will look at what you've done historically. Um, and there's certainly plenty of examples of people who perhaps in the past naively went down a route of um, some perhaps overly aggressive tactics. Um, it didn't work. Um, two or three years later, they kind of settled on more kind of sustainable approaches. But Google appear to be looking at what they've done in the past. And that's a danger because, you know, we're getting clients come to us who have been really badly affected by these results. They've dropped out of the Google index, so they're nowhere to be seen. And, you know, for us as an SEO agency, we have to kind of do some due diligence there to try and understand that actually, do we want to be working with these websites that have these legacy issues that are going to be very difficult to deal with? Or are we better advising the clients to start from scratch? Because in some cases that they're, their history that they have established with the search engines is become well has become viewed so poorly that they're better off starting from scratch which is the complete opposite to how generally seo used to work previously whereas no matter what you did in the past you're better off working on a site that's been around for a few years Mm. now maybe the perspective on that is slightly different there seem to be more websites that have got burned to use the kind of lingo that um you know of the people who perhaps use some aggressive tactics um but, you know, within certain sectors of search marketing, there's kind of this exception that, like, if a website can work well for six months and then never work again, that's not a bad thing. You know, for certain people, that's a, uh, a suitable tactic. But for proper business owners who are working on their main website, um, to have that suddenly disappear from the search engines, not just, like, not appear for keywords, but completely disappear from the search engines. Oh, that must be so scary. You know, that's, you know, a really bad state of affairs. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of sum up on that, um, you know, keep your eyes open. There's a lot of speculation happening at the moment, of which I've kind of participated in some of that speculation. (laughs) Sorry, and me, sorry. Uh, But what I will say is, just generally speaking, if there are any tactics that you're participating in in your SEO campaign that you're at all a little bit dubious about how Google would perceive that, if you're concerned consider switching to tactics that are are more you know you'd be less embarrassed by i think that's a a good sort of benchmark for your kind of link building particularly if someone else outside your business were to examine this approach to look at those links would they be a bit embarrassed or mortified by what you've been doing if they have if they would be then that's the type of stuff that either is now being um you know attacked by google or definitely has the potential to in the not too distant future is imagine your mother was watching over your shoulder what you were doing yes and she worked for google yeah yeah that's it you know imagine yeah imagine you had to talk google through the links that you'd built to your website if you think that they'd cringe or be a little bit skeptical of some of those that's probably a bad sign Oh, well, Kelvin, any further thoughts on this or should we I mean, I think, I think I'd call it a day there, but just to, yeah, just to say, keep your eyes open, keep your ears open. Um, and yeah, you know, there is now the danger of negative SEO, um, which we, I think is a whole bigger subject that we haven't really got time to look into here. Um, but it definitely does appear that the, the, you know, the boundaries of what is and isn't acceptable within the world of search marketing has moved, perhaps not surprisingly, um, but it has moved nonetheless. Okay, well, we'll leave it there then. So we'll see you all next time on Internet Internet Marketing Podcast. I didn't forget the name of the podcast, and I was just trying to do a dramatic pause. Oh, sorry. Did I ruin it? I'll let you do it again, Andy. No, it's okay. No editing in this show. The the moment's kind of sport now, isn't it? It We'll see you all next time, folks. Bye.
Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments, and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.